like where is your source of energy like what like what's pulling the bow back <laughs> the key to a successful cult is you have no membership do whatever you want you don't have to you can leave whenever you want you don't fuck everybody's wife and you don't take 10 percent of their money that's the key what's the that's point the thing they're doing it all wrong yeah what's the point there's no then? point all right see? the point is just stay slightly drunk and keep moving right that's the, that's the point. I would like to say, ta-da! <laughs> You're doing it already. Yeah. Pepper for Your Steak is an adult podcast for those aged 25 years and older. Scientists and doctors tell me that that's the age that your frontal cortex is finally fully formed, whatever that means. Supposedly, that's when your brain is finished cooking. I- I'm not recommending anything in here, and I certainly don't accuse anybody of anything. This is all a work of fiction, fantasy, and entertainment. Enjoy. Maverick Matthews, Pepper for Your Steak. This is going to be kind of a gonzo episode. I've been wanting to do something like this for a while. This music comes from Jeremiah Johnson. Sorry, have you, have you not seen the movie Jeremiah Johnson? I wish I was getting paid to advertise this. I'm not. I just I'm I'm obligated to share things which affect me deeply and I think others would benefit from. So check out this movie. Robert Redford, God forbid they fucking remake this. I would be furious. You know, The Revenant is basically a remake of three or four movies. Hard to say if it's the best. I guess it just depends on the technology of the time. Technically, it's the best. But the real story of Hugh Glass is the best. And so, Jeremiah Johnson, probably based on a real man, easy to say. And it gets a little overly jovial at times. The whole bear running into the cabin scene is a little hokey. But if you put this through the filter of the time period they were in and all that nonsense and really just look at it for content, like a guy running away from society, going out into nature. I mean, you got me right there. Call of the Wild. You name it. This is an archetype for a reason. This is what you're supposed to do when you're young. Is go out into nature and find yourself. Now, that could mean different things. We're going to have episodes on that in the future. You know, I just started an esoteric outdoor school. And when we go out, we study the same things that the ancients used to study. Why? Because they didn't have all this technology in the way. They They didn't have so much technology to get in their faces about things, you see. We have a whole different system to have to disengage from. All Jeremiah had to do was go and be himself. 
out in the wilderness. Nobody else would get in his way. Soundtrack for this movie, by the way, is fucking awesome. I just bought it. Been listening to it with my son. We're going to hear some here. I wish I was getting paid. Hey, who owns this? Warner Brothers? I don't fucking know. Uh, I don't want to get hung up on this one movie, but... If this show serves as anything, it should be a guiding signpost as to like some of the things you should consider and go check out. And remember, if I feel preachy at any point, I'm just talking to myself. I watch this movie every year, generally in the fall when it first starts getting cold. And I watched it a little early because my life's been like everybody's, a little tumultuous lately, huh? A lot going on. All right, let's get back to it. Imagine the movie was actually like this. No luck. Shooting at a deer. No luck. Beautiful canyons. Hills rising into the sunset. A fire amongst wild bird game. Have you seen Jeremiah Johnson? I told you that. I, t- I told you this episode was gonna be a little Gonzo. <laughs> Take game. Lay down. Come on. It, this sounds like I'm trying to put an artifact in here right off the bat. My two dogs are both on each side of me because I decided to create a ritual of eating a steak every time I opened a podcast. I thought that'd be Fucking legit ritual. It's called pepper for your steak, for God's sakes. The fact that it's not a ritual already is actually kind of... It's very telling. Everything grows, right? Man, is our country growing right now or what? We're not going to do any politics, but... I just... I'm such a fucking idiot. I can't help but hint at it. Hi, everybody. My name is Maverick Matthews. This is pepper for your steak. Um... We're going back to the old-style clip show for this one. It's going to be a little gonzo. I like that. I'm excited about it. Uh, there's a lot of esoteric knowledge hidden in this podcast. I'm not going to over-explain things. I'm just going to go from one thing to another. So do some meditating. Grab your ovaries. And squeeze your nuts. We said it was for adults. Here we go. My name is Maverick Matthews, and this is Pepper for Your Steak. Soul is not like breath or blood or bone, and it can be taken in ways no man understands. We thought we had something different here, you see. See, we live in both a very fragile and precious experiment in democracy, and we live in an empire that is experiencing profound decline. Reptilian agenda. Okay, well, let's talk about the reptiles. So you're saying the reptilians are luring humans to, like, Hawaii to, vaca- to vacation spots? No one's there to scare white people. I've said this for years. To live this life, you can't live the life everyone else lives. 
you're not going to be partying on the weekends. You're going to be performing on the weekends. You're not going to be watching the big uh, game on a Thursday night because you'll be in a club. You have to have that mindset that you don't belong. You don't go to the rhythm of the rest of the world. Oh my god I'm laughing because I was listening to some of my previous uh, attempts at introductions and one of them was so depressed <laughs> man we really fool ourselves don't we and of course you know we really need to learn not to take ourselves too seriously and that's really what this episode is sort of about it's also about opening your heart you know these phrases no longer serve us because they have been soiled by so much poor use when you when you say things like that people go how cheesy or how whatever they're immediately misdigested it's just like crops which are you know filtered through some gross corporate entity they're not going to be nutritious because man is not meant to tinker with nature. I, I, this isn't my opinion. This is my ethos. Man thinks he's so clever, but we're just one entity. Our ego spans the cosmos. <laughs> it's magnificent. And like, you know, I'm a perfect example. Look at this. I, I think it's worth broadcasting my voice into the ether so that one day if I disappear my son might have some weird sound file that he can refer to and be like it's obvious that my father was baked you know whatever but listen this is a compendium of knowledge so we're moving forward and then and this is you know come on hey I mean hey ah come on hey I mean hey ah come on hey I mean hey ah come on I mean, hey, ah, <laughs> People aren't perfectionists anymore, honey. <laughs> That's the real problem. The problem is you have some fucking space daddy, some dude who's at the, the top of the fucking helm of this spaceship as it hurls through infinity. Space daddy. And they, they, they don't want you. They have to be space daddy. If it's the president of the United States, that's yeah. space daddy, right? Yeah. The president of the United States is space daddy. He is the fucking leader of the, the greatest army the world's ever known. Yeah. He's at the helm of the global empire. He, that's space daddy. And he's we're going through <laughs> space. So if we are a spaceship, the president of the United States is space daddy. It's Captain Kirk. He has to be, right? <laughs> yeah. Man, okay, so the <laughs> Space Daddy. This is Joe Rogan and Duncan Trussell. Again, not getting paid to promote these things. I'm an aggregator of interesting uh, ideas in the 21st century. <laughs> Joe Rogan, never ceasing to amaze me, has moved to Austin, Texas. I can't wait to be on his podcast. I'm going to be honest. That's, that's a seed that I have planted in my future. And I, I generally don't share these kinds of seeds, but on certain occasions, I think there is a value in demonstrating that it's okay to plant things in the future for yourself. And to, to reinforce this, I want to quote Jim Carrey. Because I just posted this on my... The only social media that I have, my Instagram, the Graham Ducherino. 
Um, yeah, this quote from Jim Carrey, it resonated so deeply. And if you've never seen that Jim Carrey commencement speech, that's all you have to type in. I, that's man, what an interesting speech mechanism I have. I, I, I listen to some of these. <laughs> I can't bear to listen to all of them, but I review some of them, some parts of it where I know it needs some polishing. Don't you know? I've been singing to my son so much lately <laughs> to put him to sleep. There's things I do. I laugh and I go. Rawr, rawr. It's interesting. You, you, when you start, I guess, programming your son, you realize what kind of programming you have yourself. And all of a sudden, the majority of it seems pretty fucking absurd. I'm not sure what to do with it. But I, I suspect that's... I, I mean, I have read a lot of history. I suspect that is pretty common. All right, let me digress to this Jim Carrey quote from the commencement speech he gave. In, I think it was 2014. It doesn't matter. Just type in Jim Carrey commencement speech. It'll blow your mind. Look for him wearing a gold outfit. And he says this in the middle of the speech. <clears throat> so many of us choose our path out of fear disguised as practicality. What we really want seems impossibly out of reach and ridiculous to expect, so we never dare to ask the universe for it. I am the proof that you can ask the universe for it. Please. He actually throws that please in there, kind of pleading with people, like, you need to fucking realize that you can do anything, and I am the evidence now, Jim Carrey's had an amazing trajectory. That guy's life is very inspiring. But it's quite obvious also that he put the work in. So you have to remember that choosing your path out of practicality, his whole message is you can still fail. Meanwhile, you didn't even choose a path with your heart. What's great about this quote is he, he follows it up with the next line, and he says... Uh, and if it doesn't happen for you right away, it's only because the universe is so busy fulfilling my request. <laughs> Fucking worship that guy, man. I can't wait to hang out with you, Jim. At the top of the mountain, we are all snow leopards. Hunter Thompson. Filled with esoteric knowledge. 102. 86.9, filled with esoteric knowledge and secret agendas. No, we don't want to sound conspiracy. We want to be more like, um... 104.3, the secret X. <laughs> B95. <laughs> 104.7, the hot one. Coming at you live from Counter Strago. This morning, we got a sighting of dragons on the 105. Uh, don't let your windows down. Coming at you now, the Platter Supreme. One of the grubbers from the Platter Supreme. You didn't think I could be serious, did you? 
don't think you understand who you're dealing with. I have no limits. I cannot be contained because I'm the container. You can't contain the container, man. You can't contain the container. I used to believe that who I was ended at the edge of my skin, that I had been given this little vehicle called a body from which to experience creation. And though I couldn't have asked for a sportier model, it was, after all, a loner and would have to be returned. Then I learned that everything outside the vehicle was part of me, too. And now I drive a convertible. finish that thought fucking brilliant little excerpt there to wet your whistle (laughs) this episode is out of control um i'm having fun though let's let's go in this direction in the future let's be silly gooses the world needs this we need levity more than ever right now but a serious kind of levity and that's why that speech is so important it brings a serious kind of levity now let's get a little more serious This next quote comes from a book called Illuminatus by Robert Shea and Robert Anton. Sorry, I have the hiccups right now. Robert Robert Anton Wilson. Let's have a little cafe. A little coffee. Let's do a nice little coffee slurp. Everybody loves to hear that. Hang on, let's do some coffee slurping. I have to be honest. I am now actively trying to think of ways to annoy the listener for fun. I'm getting pretty good at it. Don't worry, though. Still going to be a lot of value here. Okay, so this next quote comes from Illuminatus. It's a little heavier. It really is the core idea of the first act of the podcast that we're in right now. We're going to do a little more after that, and then we're going to finish with them. Third act is going to be a music bomb drop. Recorded another six set. Can't wait to share it been getting really good feedback people doing yoga to my sets shout out to all the folks who emailed me in this last segment gap saying hey where's the next one appreciate your patience here we are let's take our clothes off here we go uh open your heart open your mind this quote comes from a section of the book where a native american tribe is defending their land from the government same fucking story this book was written in the 70s. It's the story's identical to right now. Standing Rock or whatever, you know. We're in a bad cycle pattern as a human animal. <laughs> Whether or not we can break it, not for me to say. But you can break yours. Break your chains, boy and girl. Break them. You start psychologically. So here we go. It'd be best if you focused deeply right here and really heard these words. Listen to it a couple times if you have to. And I'm not getting paid to promote this book, but I believe in the in the value of it. It's a esoteric primer. It teaches you a lot of esoteric history, but it does it in the format of a silly detective novel. It's brilliant. I'm going to be talking a lot about this in the future, but here we go. 
pepper-free steak. I am also puzzled. Sam three hours said finally. I worked long ago in New York City in construction like many young men of the Mohawk Nation. I found that whites were often like us, and I could not hate them one at a time. But they do not know the earth or love it. They do not speak from the heart, usually. They do not act from the heart. They are more like the actors on a movie screen. They play roles, and their leaders are not like our leaders. They are not chosen for virtue, but for their skill at playing roles. Whites have told me this in plain words. They do not trust their leaders, yet they follow them. When we do not trust a leader, he is finished. Then, also, the leaders of the whites have too much power. It is bad for a man to be obeyed too often. But the worst thing is what I have said about the heart. Their leaders have lost it, and they have lost mercy. They speak from somewhere else. They act from somewhere else. But from where? Like you, I do not know. It is, I think, a kind of insanity. Wow. Let that sink in. A kind of insanity. I have this conversation with folks all the time when we when we get together and start talking esoteric knowledge. The entire premise of our country is based on a very 1984 one plus one equals five kind of concept. And you can see the evidence of it everywhere. For example, the agreed upon belief that green paper has a value and that we should give the control over that value to a small group of people who can change the value whenever they want. If you think about it and you break it down like that, th these are insane, insanely stupid ideas, bad ideas. But these mechanisms of control have been eased in so slowly that they seem logical. Yeah, why would you want to carry so much heavy gold around? Uh, and another Native American actually speaks right after this gentleman. So here's his speech, equally as profound. I was in the army, he said. We went to fight a bad white man, or so the whites told us. We had meetings that were called orientation and education. There were films. It was to show us how this bad white man was doing terrible things in his country. Everybody was angry after the films and eager to fight, except me. I was only there because the army paid more than an Indian can earn anywhere else. So I was not angry, but puzzled. There was nothing that this white leader did that the white leaders in this country do not also do. They told us about a place named Lidacy. It was much like Wounded Knee. They told us of families moved thousands of miles to be destroyed. It was much like the Trail of Tears. They told us of how this man ruled his nation so that none dared disobey him. It was much like the way white men work in corporations in New York City, as Sam has described it to me. I asked another soldier about this, a black white man. He was easier to talk to than the regular white man. I asked him what he thought of the orientation and education. He said it was shit, and he spoke from the heart. I thought about it a long time, 
and I knew he was right. The orientation and education was shit. When the men from the BIA come here to talk, it is the same. Shit. But let me tell you this. The Mohawk Nation is losing its soul. Soul is not like breath or blood or bone, and it can be taken in ways no man understands. Soul is not like breath or blood or bone, and it can be taken in ways no man understands. You know, as Westerners, we've always recognized the concise wisdom in the way Native Americans think and speak. Count, I have countless books on it. One of the most famous is Black Elk Speaks. All of these are worth study. Not only to dispel the myth that the Native Americans were in some kind of perfect magical harmony with the earth... They certainly had a kind of harmony, but they were constantly warring with each other, and many tribes were cannibals. Horrific things. Empire of the Summer Moon details horrific atrocities. In fact, this is a great segue. A weird one, but a great segue. That book, Empire of Summer Moon, mentions a person named Quanah Parker, one of the first families actually to settle in Texas the Parker clan and then um, she was a very famous case of abduction horrific horrific case basically what happened was the Comanche Indians were the equivalent of the Khan of the Eurasian steppe I mean they had that level of mastery of horse riding and arrow shooting I'm talking about letting you know arrows fly while the horse is mid-gallop, like mid-step, where all the hooves are off the ground, so you have an even smoother level of accuracy. I'm talking about crazy folks, though, who would immediately murder all the men if they tried to take over a frontier settlement. They would try to kill all the men, and then they would immediately gang-rape all the women. This is not conspiracy. This is what happened historically across the Southwest in our country for decades. We opened with Jeremiah Johnson, a frontier settler. And this is hard, heavy stuff. And I don't mean to disparage Native American peoples at all. I'm just a, an admirer of history and of the human struggle up to the point where we're at now. Why would you bring this up in the middle of such a jovial podcast, Maverick? Because that's what life does. Life all of a sudden kicks you in the nuts and gets heavy. And then you have to pick yourself up and, and really focus on the jovial again. Otherwise, you'll get bitter. Man, I've, I've spent a lot of time bitter. It's not productive. So, once again, my, my choice in quotes here from the book is not meant to disparage the country. I love our country. I'm proud to be an American. I think we live in an incredible experiment. But I also think it's our responsibility to be honest when that experiment is failing and has failed. And we've had a rough go of it as far as our government is concerned. Not because the founding fathers laid a system out that was poor, but because human beings had to put that system into play. It's the same idea about communism. Communism might be a great idea, which I don't think it is, but like some people like the idea of just straight up sharing everything. What about loafers? But anyway, we all know that in practice, it doesn't work at all, even if it is partially a great idea. What happens is a few people end up controlling everything. It seems like no matter what system we put in place, that's what ends up happening. 
What's the solution, Maverick? The solution is to break off into tribes and go your own way as much as possible. Make money and disappear. That's what they say. But even better, go out into a place where it doesn't take a lot of money to get your own piece of land and start farming it and connect and be with the earth and be with nature. So to digress back to the Empire Summer Moon, the reason I thought that was a cool segue is because our next segment, we're moving into Act 2 here, I managed to get a friend of mine on the phone. His name's Hank Parker. And uh, he's an amazing guy. Hank is technically a nickname I've given him. We're going to use it for the show to preserve his anonymity. It wouldn't be It wouldn't be that hard, and I don't think he is worried about it, but... Hank is actually a direct descendant of Quanah Parker, of the Parker clan in Texas. And I met him in Austin, Texas, because I went to high school there. So did he. So if you want to understand the kind of (laughs) insanity that this family has endured to, to be in Texas and to start their life in the West, you can go read that book. It's crazy to think about, uh, and man, it's hard to hear. It's hard to listen to in certain sections because it's so brutal. But you know, it gave us Hank, and Hank's a beautiful, hysterical person. And lately, he's been having some issues with what some some people might call ghosts. So Hank lives in a historic house in Denver now, which in the 1800s, I'm not making this up. It used to be a butcher shop and a candy store at the same time. Now, what does that immediately conjure in mind? They're chopping up kids. Maybe it's got a crazy weird basement. And the previous owner had a voodoo doll down there. And part of the purchase contract said he couldn't take it down. Too many weird things. I'm going to let him describe it. But this is Hank Parker in Denver, one of my close friends, talking about his most recent poltergeist experiences which are ongoing. So we're going to maybe come back and update, but here's what's here's the basic facts. And meanwhile, go check out that book, Empire of Summer Moon, read about his family. Uh, again, not getting paid, just think it's a good book. Hey. Yo, brah. What's going down? Oh, no much is packing. Check one, nine, nine, one. Niner. Yeah, boner. Check. Boner. <laughs> boner check. Yeah. Yeah, Hank. Hank Parker, can you talk about your relation to the Parker clan and the empire of the summer moon? Was that a large empire? I've been smoking a little bit of the devil's dust, okay? Let's talk trash here. I'm going to edit most of this out, like, whatever. Like, anything that's interesting, I'll keep in, and nothing that incriminates or embarrasses us. So, what I recommend is to smoke extra amounts of weed. It's so fucking cheap now, man. Like, I just bought an eighth for $15. <clears throat> you know? Like, Jesus. Of I good just, weed? That's insane. Well, it's outdoor with seed. But it still smokes great. It doesn't look as... I bought some other, you know, obviously. But the other really insane, like, super-duper weed that I buy, like, I smoke a little hit at a time. 
I don't even want to roll that into a joint because it's like you just get too blazed like can't function so um yeah I just like to roll roll this this stuff up it's good to go yeah, do you have any music going on, like, in the background? Like, roll it up, talk it up, insane. It's crazy that I bought an air filter, uh, air purifier. And um, literally right when I started lighting this going up, it turned red. Like, <laughs> across the room. Like, they're fucking sensitive. That shit's crazy. Yeah, or the ghost went over there and just sat on your air filter. <laughs> So, dude, tell me about your house again. Well, uh... Tell me just, like, the history of your house. Okay, yeah, so, I mean, I bought this house two years ago, and um, the guy who does, you know, buying, or I was talking to him about it, like... Describe, me, describe this dude in detail. Uh, well, he's just, he owns a coffee company here, super nice dude. Um, anyway, I was like, just kind of blown away by what he was telling me. Um, I thought he was kidding, um, but he wasn't. Um, so it's from 1885. Um, it was a kid's candy store and apparently like a butcher meat deli out of the basement. So kid's candy store with the butcher shop. Um, doesn't really get any weirder than that. So um, I was like, all right, interesting. Um, and you can, like, see in the basement, like, where it's, you know, goes out to the street. Um, and there's some just, it had some sort of creepiness to it, but I didn't have any bad vibes about it. Um, it did have a voodoo doll in the basement, which he told me just to leave there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Because that's what, you know, when you move into a new house, they're like, hey, by the way, don't disturb any of our prayer rituals or curses. For next owners, because we want you to fucking have creepy shit happen oh, to you. Oh, man. I just realized I did not tell the medium lady about that. Um, Bro. That'll be a good initiation. Anyway. That's not a small thing to overlook. I've had nightmares about that goddamn voodoo doll since you told me about it. <laughs> well, you... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Look, I don't... I'm sorry. You have an amazing power to sort of cope with things because you've had to cope with a lot over the course of your life most people would not be able to just leave a voodoo doll from the previous owner in their basement and be like okay sir no problem I'll never touch your voodoo doll well, no, he said just leave it there so I took his word for it bro like why what if it was like a no one should live here. I hope everyone burns because all they did was chop up children instead yeah. of candy. I mean, or like, uh, and lure them with candy. Yeah, you know, I should actually ask him about like because the encounters I have, I kind of want to bring it back up to him. Oh man, I can't wait. No. But I'm gonna put my money. I'm gonna put my money on you should burn that thing. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, so his wife put like a little charm next to it. it had some little like hearts in it or some other little bullshit in this little bag. And oh so my god, like, this is okay. terrifying. Like, How do you sleep? Okay I'll, okay, I'll just leave it. So now that I think about <clears> this, <throat> dude, this is all like, okay, now I'm thinking about the voodoo doll. Cause like, I, 
I wasn't even connecting that to any of this at all. Like, I totally <laughs> just forgot about it. Um, huh. Okay. That's interesting. So, anyway, um, there's some weird shit, you know, like it's, uh, the old house is redone. It's nice at top, and it's, it's got some weird, weird ass history, obviously. Um, do you remember the first couple uh, nights you spent there? Yeah. Yeah. What was that like? Um, Just like, don't don't think too hard about it. Just like, get super yeah. stoned, take a shot, yeah. think I'm, about who was Rogue alive. No, no, who was there, doggy wise? Uh, just, I, nobody. I was by myself. No doggy. Uh, no. Any girlfriend? No. So you literally were you on a breakup? Well, I just had a uh, well. Um. Uh. Yeah, I just broke up with. Uh, yeah, I just had a big breakup in in Rogue Pass. Interesting. So you were really trying to start fresh. Yeah. And you're like, you know what? Nothing says start fresh like take over a demonic butchery of children. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> okay. So anyway, like. I'm just teasing. I'll cut that out. But what I'm saying is nothing says start fresh like, you know, let me take on a premises where the landlord says don't touch my voodoo doll. <laughs> none, of that, none of that shit concerned me, man. I was like, <laughs> you're like, such a solid uh, dude. That's why. It's because you're like, whatever, man. I'm a solid dude. I hunt. I'm in touch with the earth. You know, I know I bullshit mean, when I see it. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I was just so far into the house already, you know, just like, you know, this shit's going down. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, nothing is. Can I ask you a like, serious question? What's that? Like, has. Your collection of experiences in this house, and you and I have talked about a lot of them in depth, a lot that have scared me personally, and I would not have put up with them. But like, you're you come from a very solid, having to be self sufficient kind of background. My question to you is Have any of them changed your perspective on, I don't know, like ghosts or what? Did you already believe in that kind of stuff? I I was of uh, me versus my sister. I was always kind of like the. Uh, I I always thought that that could definitely be a, um, you know, a totally possible thing. My sister was always skeptical about it when we were kids, and like would always. She played the other side, but like, but I'd never experienced anything like this. Like, or had any. I've had you know some crazy ass UFO experiences, which I could tell you about at my old ranch, um, which my cousin saw too. But that's another another day. But um uh so I mean I think I've just uh believe in a lot of fringy shit because um there's no way to, you know, completely explain where we're at already. So it's like you know, like what what makes uh, another uh sort of dimension or or possible realm of energy um you know like who says that that's not possible you know i mean energy can't be created or destroyed so where the fuck does it go that's my favorite that is my absolute favorite idea man yes you nailed that on the head it's that it can only be changed right and that's a basic premise that most of science is founded on 
Tell us about it chronologically from the beginning. How did it go down? Yeah. Well, I first started really noticing some issues. Um, I kind of just let them pass by. Like, I had some experiences uh, sleeping. Um, um, I've had uh, my dog barking randomly in the living room. And I've had, uh, and back to like waking up in a, one morning I woke up and had a gash on my side. Um, and I was thinking, oh, just my dog that scratched me. And I kind of just wrote that one off. That was the first weird thing. Um, it was a straight up, like, huge scratch on me. But my dog, uh, he wasn't sleeping in my bed at the time. So it didn't, it didn't really, uh, I don't know. I would have noticed that in the middle of the night if I just got gashed. Um, and a little while after that, a few months after that, I guess it was probably six or, well, last year sometime, about a year ago, but I had a, towards the end of last year, um, I woke up and I just had these, looking like bands on my arms, and there were just these marks that go um, around my arm, all the way down my arm, spaced about two inches, um, and it looks like burn marks straight up in my, um, in my arm, and I couldn't feel anything, and uh, it's very strange. I got a picture of it. Um, when you say burn war- marks, I mean, like, what do you mean? Like, they they were you had blisters, or? I mean, it looked like a healed burn. Okay, like, so you had you had like scarification, but as if it had taken yeah, place a long like time scars. ago. Yeah, it looked like scars, and it lasted for about a week. Did it hurt? And I just didn't. No, I couldn't feel anything at all. It just appeared on my arm. There was a pattern? Well, yeah. It, it was like space, and it goes down my arm. You have a picture it's of this? Probably, huh? You have to send me a picture of this. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was a super strange experience. Um, and I just had these experiences happening, but I wasn't really tallying them up. I wasn't um, – I was just ignoring them. Obviously, they were all super strange. Okay, um, so hold on, hold on. When you woke up with that thing on your arm, if you didn't, if it didn't hurt, or if it wasn't, like, what brought your attention to it? Um, I literally the first thing I just noticed it, like, just noticed it on my arm. Probably within a minute, I wake it up, and it's not like I just slept on a on the pillow. Wrong and that's because you sleep. Pillow. That's because you sleep naked like a polar bear, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Yeah. Is this like a, just an impression that it left in your arm? But you're saying it yeah. lasted for several days? It lasted for a solid week. Uh, okay. So we, if you have pictures yeah. of this, I'd love to see them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do, yeah. And um, you don't have like a then, concise description? Like it was like three rings and a bird. You know, it just looked weird. What do you mean all looked? What were they? What were they? Describe it in detail. Uh, looked like scratch marks. If a, a bear got my arm, um, and probably seven or eight of them. Like you're talking about lines of scratches that went yeah, down like your a arm, line wrapped around my arm. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, didn't continue all the way around. It's kind of like. Okay, so was it okay? My last question: 
and then we can move on. Were they like raised above the skin? Could you feel them? Not really. It like a tattoo, you know. Sometimes right it after a tattoo, like a, you can feel it because it's inflamed and. Not really. It it just looked like an imprint of uh, scar tissue, like a, I had scarring all the way down my arm. Weird. Um. Yeah, and uh, about the same time, I think a little sooner started. My printer would just turn on randomly in my. Uh, office room um, and it was real creepy when it first started because I'm like what was activating my printer like it would turn on you know how it takes a printer to activate and log you know and like you know move the little ink trays around and you know it does all the stuff like it's about to print like it was just a full blown that like, <laughs> what does a printer fucking do like you know what I mean like yeah like and it just activated and that would happen at least once a month. Um, yeah. So that was just starting to get spooky. Um, and my dog would be barking too. Um, okay, so hold on. Hold on. What would you be doing in the circumstances? Is this like while you're cooking dinner? Like totally yeah. Sigourney Weaver style? While like yeah. you have a polished metal counter and the eggs are popping out of the container onto your counter and you're like... It would, just, it, would, it would usually be in the evening. And, um, Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? Have you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go Ghostbusters. Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural elimination needs. We're ready to believe you. Sitting there, and it had a pillow on it, and um, 
the pillow, kind of like a, uh, uh, almost like an outdoor, kind of like, because it has like, you know, Santa Fe kind of um, style on it, just uh, kind of a rough pillow, just not like a sleeping pillow. Um, and I looked over, and it looked like, and I saw this wet mark on it, and I just looked at it closer, and it looked exactly like a handprint. So there was a wet handprint on the pillow. Um, I put my hand over it. My hand was definitely bigger than it. Um, that was strange. Um, got a picture of that, too. Hold on. I'm um, saying there was like a... Was it child size? You're going to fucking creep me out. I, um, I'm going to look at it right now um, and then compare... I can't believe you can um, just talk about this and you're like, there's the pillow that had the child hand on it. I'm going in my bathroom looking at it. Uh, no, man. It, like, the ordinary person would be like, all right, I'm going to a hotel. I can't live here. You're so brave, Hank. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I'm going to be here. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Um... One, two, three. Yeah, it's, uh, what's smaller than mine? Oh, yeah. Gotta be. Oh, yeah. The width. Okay, yeah. so we, so, like, do you feel like maybe it was, like, I don't even want to hear this, but, like, is it, like, a kid's hand size? I, um, I think, or, um. Uh, a female. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you're scared too. I get it. Yeah, I never really examined that one closely. So, that was another super strange experience. Um, uh, and then, um, shit really hit the fan last week. Um, the, uh, you know, we are, I had experimented a little bit before, um, with uh, trying to, you know, get recordings of something on my phone. It just kind of failed. Didn't really get anything. Um, and, uh, you know, you came out and you had an EMF meter, which we toyed around with, which is electromagnetic field uh, reader. And we never got it to activate, you know. Um, and so I guess a week went by after you'd left, and then, the pitter goes off in this evening, and I was just like, oh, shit. I'm going to grab the EMF to see if I see something strange. And um, and obviously, you know, well, I guess if nobody knows, but the EMF, you know, the, all the old Ghost Hunter shows, you know, they always use those because um, the theory is that, you know, the uh, whatever entities uh the way they manifest is by um, a power source. So they'll drain your batteries or drain, you know, do certain things, um, uh, and they'll manifest as a electrical field. So they may have to draw energy to do that. How'd you learn that? Um, uh, I mean, I remember just watching old shows, and then also and I talked to this medium recently. She just reminded me of a lot of this stuff. But um, uh, so... Yeah, so I ran in the room and the, the printer was going off 
and I started recording, and I recorded, um, I basically asked, uh, is anybody in the room, and, and if they can affect the uh, EMF reader or do something, and um, didn't get anything, I left the room, um, I was kind of playing around by the, uh, by my nest, uh, um, service act, just trying to see if I could get the meter to go off, um, I was I don't know what happened, but, but there's a tiny section of audio here that got corrupted or something, and it's not, I can't, he can't hear anything. It's okay, um, I'll bridge the gap, it was only for a couple seconds. Basically, Hank had walked over to his thermostat, and then he said that the light in the room just turned out. Oh, don't worry, he said, he explains this, but that couple seconds got garbled, I'm not sure why. Here we go. And the video is completely on, like it was just on. And this has never happened to me once. So, uh, I flipped the switch trying to turn it back on, and it would not turn on with the switch. So, hold on. And where where were you when the light turned off? Directly next to the room, like on by the, by the thermostat. But you were outside the room? Yeah. Because I saw the video of this, and you're like looking at the EMF meter, right? And so it looks like, yeah, because yeah, you like, tur like the light turns off and I'm like, oh shit. And I, and then I see you switch like, oh shit, the light's off. Well, you didn't, no, you don't see it turn off. It turns off when I'm out of the room. No, I'm just saying okay. like, I, you yeah. know, you, you turn back and the light is off. Yeah, exactly. And that's creepy And I spot. didn't realize it. I didn't, I didn't realize it. And then I was just like, what the hell? I'm trying to flip the switch and it doesn't turn on. So, um... Not knowing this at the time, there is a, uh, a remote um, next to the, that I just never use. I just don't really ever go to the room, but there's a remote. A remote for what? To turn the fan of the light on. Where's the remote? To the right of the switch. What, like, it and disengages just, and you can walk away with it? It's just in its little holder. It's just a, a, a remote. And but you've never holder. used it? No, I don't ever, I've never used it once yet. Well, so you think it could be malfunctioning? Well, uh, this has never happened once in the history of any house for two years, and then I asked him a question to do something in the room, and the light turned off. So that's pretty odd. Well, the time, uh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, you, we have that on video. You're like, yo, that, and I can't even, that's creepy as fuck. So that happened. Um, so obviously, something. Uh, you know, affected that uh, frequency, um, you know, that the remote was emitting or and shut the light off or somehow, I, I don't know. But right after that happened, I was like, okay, that's super odd. Um, and then the shit really hit the fan. Um, I was, I just walked down into the little, the living room right below, just two steps below and turned and I, Turned the, the EMF reader on. I started recording again, and all of a sudden the, the battery was just being sucked like the life out of it out of my hand. Like I was watching the, I was it was dimming, and I wasn't realizing what was going on. So um, it was just being straight up drained, and then all of a sudden the thing starts going haywire. It went to yellow. It was just beeping like crazy. So there's a super intense field around me, and then all of a sudden it went to red, and it was just going off the Richter. So um, it was just being, and I was recording at the same time. 
Yeah, so I and I just happened to get all this on video, like back to back. And it and the first part was it was creepy enough for me with the light and then putting the meter getting drained in my hand on top of it was just like I I was like I was like shit, I can't, like I can't live in this house I can't I gotta get out of here. Like I was like it was it was super it was super creepy, man. It was like happening in your home, you know? And it, um, but what did you do? I mean, did you, you didn't leave? Uh, no, I just kind of like chilled out, went outside for a little bit, um, and um, was trying to kind of like piece together. Called my sister, and uh, she finally <laughs> finally got on board with uh, what I was was going on. She's just skeptical about everything. Um, did I tell you about the coffee table too? No. Okay, so I had um, I was doing a workout and I moved the coffee my coffee table. I just, I just move it around towards the end of the room, and this happened before. But um, so the medium brought this up, which I'll get to in a second. But I moved the coffee table back to where it normally was, like, and um. Because I mean, there's nowhere else I would put it. It's just I don't have a big living room, so. Um, I, and I left the room for, I don't know, I went to the bathroom or something outside, and it came back, and the coffee table was pushed towards the center of the room, like where I would have just never put the coffee table. And um, I thought that was. Describe where the coffee table normally lives. Right in front of the couch, and it was pushed out a solid, over foot, like towards the middle of the room. Um, and I didn't just like stop in my tracks and like did you have a dog at the time yeah yeah could your doggy have moved Uh, it no no way no way it's heavy um and anyway just obviously a lot of strange experiences I ended up calling a uh, psychic not a psychic a, a medium type I don't know if it's a ghost hunter or who, but somebody was referred to me by somebody, and I still haven't figured out who it is, but this lady just called me, and I don't even know who she got the number from, but um, she is like a medium slash uh, real estate, a paranormal real estate investigator, whatever the hell, <laughs> I don't even know that that's... Uh, go, that's funny, go but, on. Uh, yeah. Um, and she just immediately I was telling her about the electricity, you know, about the lights going out and the meter, and she was, you know, instantly like, "Yeah, me and electricity just don't get along." And I was like, "What?" And she was like, "She's like, I can't wear watches. Um, she's like, all my everything just uh, goes bad on me within a day." Um, she's like, "It just they just get drained." So I'm so in, in touch with the uh, the other side, she said, it just, energy just gets, you know, pulled out. Um, I was like, interesting, interesting. Um, but anyway, she was, uh, she was, uh, I was pretty excited. Uh, they were planning on coming out here to uh, investigate it and um, excited to hear what she says, so. I mean, in the meantime, it hasn't kept you from sleeping, I guess. Well, 
I unplugged the uh, printer because that was still going off. That went off like two times that other that night that I unplugged it, and then the light went out twice again. So I just unplugged it and. Uh, You there? Huh, that's weird. Yeah. I was just looking at the door um, in the guest room. I remember closing it in the uh, in that middle room. And it's open? I was open? Just getting stuff in, out of there for uh, my hunting stuff. And now the door is closed. I don't remember closing it. Um, but just so I'm feeling good about things. What are you doing right hey. now? Describe what you're doing. I'm just sitting on the couch hanging out. But, um... Uh, yeah, weird. I don't remember closing the door. You think you might be going crazy? <laughs> no, uh, I'm, I'm feeling uh, pretty just aware and uh, uh, like heightened, actually. A lot of people so, feel that way, man. It's a weird time. Just the, op- just the opposite. Yeah, what do you think about uh, ghosts and everything? Like, uh, what's your take? I mean, I've always thought that they're possible, but I've never had uh, experiences like this. So it, it's got to mean something. Um, and you know, the the medium lady was explaining that it's, you know, uh, the way these entities manifesting in their side is, you know, from drawing a power source. So, she said all this stuff makes perfect sense, and, you know, the ghost hunter, remember that dude that, like, wore the affliction shirts and stuff, like, his little crew, like, this is all textbook stuff. I mean, don't you get scared a little bit? Yeah. Well, uh, the thing is, I mean, like, being live in the middle of it. Like, what does, does, does any of it scare you? Yes. I mean, I woke up the other night, uh, that, that first night, panicking, because I felt like, I had a hand or something run down my back, and I woke up at like four, like three thirty. And you have a dog um, right there. Well, he sleeps under the bed. Yeah. Under? Yeah. So your dog doesn't even like the energy of your house. I don't know. I, Man, my dog only sleeps under the bed when there's fireworks or like something like that. No, every night that's where Amos sleeps. Hank. We gotta get you out right of this. Now. We gotta get you out of this house. Yeah, he's under there right now. So. Or you need to get some kind of crazy blessing, because well, I never, I never even thought about Amos, man, uh, or sleeping in the bed. So, um, going back to the um, the voodoo doll, like I never even tied that in with this. Like, like I really or Amos, huh? You never tied the voodoo doll in. You never tied Amos in. I tried Amazon. I just didn't know. I just didn't think about him sleeping on the bed. I thought he was just weird. Yeah, but maybe he's not weird. He's like every other dog. He's like, there's bad energy here. I don't feel safe, you know. But I would think that he would want to sleep with me. He probably me. does, but like, like think about this: if there's fireworks going off, they're gonna go under the bed. So, like, what if he perceives psychic fireworks going off? Creepy, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Creepy I mean, to think about. Bad because I was, it's weird because the last dog, Rogue, was just so attached. Um, and he slept in my bed every night. Um, 
completely uncomfortable with <laughs> most of the things that you've told me have happened in your house and you just tell me nonchalantly like yo uh i woke up with teeth marks in my fucking face <laughs> tell tell me tell me that story <laughs> Didn't you wake up with a bite mark on you somewhere? No, I had a scratch on my side. Like, uh, did you you did you weird. tell me about a bite or something or something? It could have been a bite. No, I mean just the, the marks on my arms almost look like scratches, but they're very far apart. But you said there were multiple instances when I was there that you told me about your body. Yeah, I had a gash on my side, like a serious gash. Okay, tell me about the gash. Um, I just had like this gash on my side, and um. Right Where? Now. Where at? How big? How deep? What's a gash? Is it uh, is it, it bigger a, than Nash? Almost, is it smaller it than Hash? Like two inches long, almost bleeding. Uh, the front, the front part, top part was kind of basically like almost essentially bleeding. Two inches. It was like, yeah, it was going down my side, and so I thought my dog had just kicked me in the night, but Amos wasn't sleeping with me, so. Um, I don't know. You don't sleep with any, like, sharp weapons. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, this world is crazy and inexplicable in many regards. What do you make of all of it? Um, there's definitely some sort of energy going on here, and I just want to know if it's, uh, uh, you know, just not trying to make me leave or something um i want to kind of get it under wraps and like be cool with it you know like if it's if it's gonna be here while i'm here i mean so like you you would say that you're pretty far beyond like questioning whether or not like anomalies concerning energy happen you're like it's obvious that they happen we don't know what they are how would you describe all that like t describe where you stand in that whole idea going out back to back with the uh, meter going nuts um, there's no way to hold on hold on what are the two incidents the light turning off and then the meter going nuts within a minute of one another yeah like, like that sealed the deal man like that there's no you know maybe if one of those was separate I would feel different but do you think it's, it's weird? Do you think it's weird synchronistically that I came to visit you and happened to forget that EMF meter there? <laughs> um, yeah, it, I know that's 
No, no, I'm just saying, like, isn't it weird? And then, like, you're like, you had it, and you're like, yo. And then it was like, okay, I want to, since he has this thing, I'm going to make sure he knows. No, it's definitely cool synchronicities. Um, This wouldn't have happened without it. You know, this is just what may have, you know, I wouldn't have gone in there and trying to experiment. Jesus. This definitely, this sealed the deal. This, like, this completely, uh, those back to back, there's no way around it. Um, There's no way to explain those two things in one. It's like something was telling me, you know, like, this is for real. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I would have these instances here and there, but it was like, kind of just like, something was telling me something for sure. You know, something interacted with me. In lifetime while I was living. So. Yeah, that's, that's a great, that's the quote right there. Live action, baby. Live action. Yay! 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 It's so funny you mentioned that, bro. I was thinking that earlier, and I've been kind of creeped out tonight, and because it's just after a full moon, you know. Uh-huh. And, uh And I have my uh, grandfather-in-law's sword in my hand because my grandfather's actual sword is stuck in Hawaii. And uh, it gives me strength, even though this is probably some kind of Rosicrucian, what is this, Illuminati, yeah, pretty much Illuminati sword. Anyway, what makes you feel safe, like, in your house? Um. Do you do anything? Not really. It's just that I, I just feel this is my house. Like I'm just kind of feel like a, you know, like an alpha in my house. Like I'm not. But it seems like psychologically, there's a lot of stuff going on in your house. You know. Yeah, I mean, I definitely. Well, I mean, I told you about the issues with. I had these breathing issues. Uh, um had some health issues that have just kicked into gear and have not gone away um, with uh, mucus, some IDS stuff. And, um, and I've done CT scans of my sinuses. I've got like the whole nine yards, like like uh, um, allergy tests. I've done, you know, all sorts, every single testing you do on the house. And it's pretty much nothing should be affecting me like it is. And it all just happened within this past year. And uh, I was talking to the medium lady. She was saying uh, spirits can affect you um, health-wise, too. So that's another reason why I want to really investigate it. Yeah. I mean, it sounds legit, man. Well, okay, what's the next step? So we, you know, you, uh, you're you going hunting, right? Yeah, I'm going hunting. I'll be hunting in uh, for the next four days, so. Okay, so I want you to think about your dreams while you're out there. Okay. I just feel like these kinds of things also manifest themselves in dreams if you're receptive to them. So, like, think about your dreams in the house and the difference between your dreams when you're out there in the wilderness. Well, I do notice when I leave, within a day, I feel completely healthy. 
like my lungs, everything's working better. Like <laughs> that's um, probably a bad sign. You need to move. That's what my sister says. Jesus. Um, but I don't want to. I, I really enjoy this place, and I want to get get to the bottom of it. So. Oh my God! Like, See, gonna, you I'm are gonna, just I'm like gonna, you're just like uh, fucking. Uh, the Shining. You're in the hotel, and you're like, I love it here, honey. Isn't it great? Isn't it great? All work and no play. <laughs> Dude, you're in a miniature oh. version of the Overlook Hotel. No, this is a way bigger version, because I bought this house, and I'm somewhat stuck here, so... Bro, you have, I mean, imagine, okay, so in the winter, imagine if the winter this next year was like six feet of snow, and you literally couldn't leave, no, and there was no reason to leave, because violence was really high, so even if you dug a tunnel, you might run into some fucking, you know, zombie, right, like the bridge troll that we run it, ran into, man, God forbid, right, uh, and so, like that, you're literally so, living in a mi- microcosm of The Shining. That would be a that'd be a, a whole other podcast for sure. I mean, basically, that's how you're living right now, right? <laughs> what do you think ghosts are? Oh, I'm just saying. I, I think it's a residual energy that's trapped in some form. Um, yeah, and it's just beyond our ability to describe it, or and we don't have the faculty yeah. to detect it yeah yeah and if you think about how much energy we have in us when we're alive like that there's energy inside of it that has to go somewhere when, when we when our lights turn off you know what i mean right and, and so because energy can neither be created or destroyed not only does our soul not get destroyed but some of it gets left behind in different places like footprints yeah interesting I'll call you tomorrow. Dude, I love you, man. Hold on one second. Yeah. Hold on one second, and uh, we'll, we'll wrap this out. Holy balls. What a crazy ghost story, man. Okay, so you can tell this guy epigenetically, <laughs> he has a kind of endurance to just put up with the crazy shit. And I love, you know, I didn't know that his story was going to be super congruent with the Empire of the Summer Moon, Parker Clan reference I made before the story. But man, it's no joke. I mean, this is the kid, and it's obvious in his genes. He just, he goes in there. He's like, oh, we have to mine coal. Okay, I'll, I guess I'll do this until he, he, and it's not an ignorance thing at all. The guy's brilliant. He, you know, he studies charcuterie. He's, you know, he's a, he's a celebrated wine merchant. The, the kid's, you know, he's... <laughs> A lot of people around me make me feel lazy. But uh, anyway, do me a favor. If you figure out who he is, don't send him pictures of your naked, beautiful lady breasts, okay? Don't do that. Uh, He hates getting pictures of beautiful, 30-something, single, successful well-adjusted, great foundation-having, fun yet not-too-spontaneous, family-grounded type women. (laughs) Matchmaker Maverick. Nah, 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 nah.
Look, he's an adult, and he's well-adjusted, and he's a beautiful man. Thank you very much for that insane story. I don't know how the fuck you live in that house, Hank Parker. Moving on. We're going to go to other people. I want to sneak another interview in here. It's not not really an interview. It's just a quick check-in. I want to start checking in with all my peeps. And uh, I like the idea of an aggregator podcast where you also check in. So... Check in with another man here. This is Rupert Pinstein. Everybody has a secret nickname. Rupert, what do you have to tell us about uh, synchronicity and planting seeds? What you got, Rupert? Yo, what's your opinion on this? Give me the take. Dude, I'll, I'll tell you something, man. I mean, I have. It's funny when you say working towards Rogan, dude. I had an experience because you and I, you, you got me into Rogan, and. Um, I'm a pretty avid listener still to this day, but I mean, I remember a few years back, I was um, in my room making my bed and just like listening to the podcast. I'm like, dude, I'm going to be on Rogan in the next year. You know, and I said it to myself like in a real honest kind of like tone. I was, I was really, you know, yeah, at a calm center, whatever. So later that year, the day after Thanksgiving, I run into Rogan on at Cool Bay, and I sit down with him, and we chat for like fifteen minutes. No way. And then, yeah, I told you this. And then the next week, he had an interview with Aubrey Marcus, and one of the things that we had talked about like came up in the podcast. So like, it's kind of weird that I wasn't physically on Rogan. I didn't have a full conversation with him like on air for millions of people, but. I had this, like, interaction where it was kind of like the universe just giving me a wish, being like, hey, you got your wish, you know? And it, it's like, I don't, I don't need that to be questioned or verified. It's like I listened to the podcast multiple times, and, like, it, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was it, I don't know, it was profound, but the universe does speak to you, man, so I, I'm firmly on board with you setting your goals. Hey, if you want to be on the on the podcast in two years, man, who knows? You know, maybe maybe uh, you're doing even. I, I was going to say even better, but man, you can't get much better where, than where he's at right now. Well, so. yeah, absolutely, man. Like I, I think. What do you think about synchronicity? I mean, like, is that what you would call what had what happened to you? Um, yeah, you know what, I think it's really about, uh, how open you are, dude. It's like, what are you, what are you channeling? You know, I, I see all this shit, and I, I was thinking about this today on my walk, but it was just like, you know, who are you channeling? You know, it, it seems like so often the news sources and media are channeling something like from down below. But it's like, if your heart's open, dude, like, you get beautiful rays of, like, cosmic knowledge, like, at your disposal all the time. Yeah. You know? And it's yeah. like, if you open yourself up for, to that and, like, block out the other shit, it's like, well, you gotta, you gotta question the source of where you're getting your information. And that's where your bullshit detector really comes in. It's like, is this person dragging me down? Or... Or are they talking about positive shit that brings us together? Yeah, that's that's a great point, man. Like we, 
Rogan actually talked. I was listening to him talk to Adam Curry today, and uh, Adam said some really mind-blowing things about federal currency and digi- how it's going digital and all this new stuff coming up. I know, dude. I'm I'm invested in Ethereum right now. I think we've talked about that. Yeah, but I'm. T- do you know about FedNet and uh, the the national uh, annual income? I I know nothing of that. No. Yeah, this is go- like I'm not a I'm not. I wish I was getting paid to promote this. But. FedNet. Man, that's what they're going to call... Apparently, every social security number has a bank account attached to it, and that's how they're going to give out the next stimulus. Is that some straw man shit, dude? Or what? what's that about? I don't know, man. Listen to this podcast with Rogan. I, I'm not... You know, I'm... Anyway, I, dude, I, I... Listen, man. Once this corona-like bubble... <laughs> um, the election comes. Shit, once the election really comes. Happen? No. It's not even about the election, dude, cause because both sides are just, you know, they're they're fucking partners. They're business partners, dude. Well, and, we're you know, we're in a bad spot for sure. Oh yeah, well the fact that democracy doesn't exist anymore, and you know the rest of it. But anyway, um, you were you were sorry, I lost my train of thought. No, that's okay. Um, I love this kind of stuff. I call these artifacts. I call these acoustic artifacts, and I've come to like them more and more. Because people can go off on their talking points, and you listen to so many podcasts after I have. I've listened to a lot of podcasts, man. And we're talking thousands and thousands of hours. You know, I really made acoustic media my life. And there's a reason I'm in that fucking audible commercial is because, you know, I I made listening to things my life. It changed me as a human. It, listen, it it focused my energy so deeply that my message, I, I... you know, the only reason I even created the message is because I have a son. I was like, what am I going to teach him? And then that message started to resonate so deeply that now I'm starting the podcast circuit. It, that's how fucking crazy this shit is. You know? Uh-huh. It's, yeah. it's that tangible. So focusing the energy and the things that you think about on a daily basis, that's what it really is about. And so you, you're like, hey, I'm going to be on Rogan. I focused my energy on this one energy point. Wow. It's crazy that we have to sit down as friends and be like, isn't it crazy that I focused on this energy point and it came true? We should be more like, yeah, of course it did, man. You could have really leveraged that if you had had like five talking points and you were like, hey, I have this book I also wrote. You put it in his (laughs) hand. You know, like life is where opportunity meets preparation. You know know? what, man? Yeah, and and that whole vibration thing, man, I think it's just like attracts like, man. Yeah. Have you you ever heard of, uh, what's the expression? Um, it's about when, when frequencies match up, they intensify one another. Well, that's and the definition of synchronicity, really, is when two things add up to one and one equals it's more than what, two. What you're looking for is, is looking for you sort of thing. It's like it's just yeah. energy builds on itself. So it's, it's really about where you set your vibration, you know? And internally, dude, here's the, here's the thing about the psyche, man. It's always going to agree with you. You know, whether you're doing substances or whether you're interacting in, in habits that don't like benefit you or, or other people in particular, you know, it's like you're you're always just going to be where you're at. And the first person perspective, a crazy person never knows he's crazy. You know, it's only in retrospect when she, like I've been crazy, man. I've been crazy after breakups where it's been like 
you know, I, I look back on that time and I'm like, man, I was a shitty friend. Like, my parents were all worried about me. But it's like, over what? You know, over over nothing. But, I, you know, I had so much sympathy for myself and I just felt so victimized. And, and it's like, you just have a quick perceptual shift and you leave that shit behind and time heals everything and you just give it a little space and then you're back on top again or, or you're back into a different space. Going back to that, you never cross the same river twice. It's like um, you're just different and you're smarter, you know, and, and the world heals. Uh, it's just that that's the natural order of things, man, is that, you know, if, if you feel wrong, just give it some time, you know, give it some space and, uh, you know, trust the universe. That's, that's something we don't do societally is that we think we have a big hand in the manipulation of the process. Yes. It's like we need to take a more observational stance versus like thinking that our rage and internal like strife is going to propel this yes. in any other direction than down. Yeah. You I know? call this I call that the urge of cleverness, which I think is evil. Yeah. I, that's a good way to put it. I know what you're saying because you're like, oh, well, I just got to figure out this thing that's going to get yeah. the like. The shortcut. Or get, a lot of, or get a lot of laughs, you know, like, oh, they're going to think I'm hilarious. But then that's that, that small self, dude. Like, you're, you're cutting off the conduit that is like the universe pouring itself through you. Like, you're, it's like when you start thinking about the I, like, I is a very skinny letter, dude. Like, if you're pouring things through the letter I, it comes out as a drip, dude. You know what I'm saying? Oh, fuck yeah. Metaphorically speaking, like, it, the universe wants to just come out of you in so many different ways. This is a great Father John Misty song, man. I love that guy. And he's got this <laughs> one, dude. He's like, it's disappointing diamonds are the rarest of the ball. That's the name of the song, and it's so good. He's got this one, he's like, like like a corpse left out in the heat, this love is bursting out of me. <laughs> you know? It's like, yes, that's, that's exactly so what it up. is. That's exactly what it is. It's like, <coughs> it's like it just can't help but do its thing. And like all action is just kind of love throwing itself like itself, just like blasting. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, going back to like, there's just like, like where is the source of energy? Like what, like what's pulling the bow back? You know, are you coming from a shitty place and you're trying to hurt somebody? Or are you like coming from, from a positive place and you want to, you know, bring compassion and peace into the world? Absolutely, man. Like. My, can I give you my take on it at this point? Please, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking a lot here. Oh, you're doing, oh, dude. I love it. You're strumming my heartstrings. <laughs> I'm just yapping, dude. I'm yapping. I, I, I choose those words uh, specifically, though. I think so many things are are related to harmony and vibration and what that means. Those are a different language to communicate a kind of congruency which is cosmic and divine, and that's really that's, hard to articulate. It's the ultimate truth, though, man. Everything yeah. is vibration. Yeah. You know? 
Well, what that means, and, though, and is the, like the, there's the, a kind the of congruency that's needed. Sorry. Go on. Go no, no, on. sorry, sorry, sorry. Go sorry, sorry. There's like a delay. Yeah, yeah. We're only 25 miles <laughs> away from one another. <laughs> but, but, I mean, that's, that's really the only truth, and, and Tesla knew it, that, you know, vibration is, is the underlying reality, you know, that like attracts like, and um, actually higher vibrations, like, detract, or, or they push away lower vibrations. It's not entropy. It's, what the fuck is that called? I'd, I'd never use this word, but I don't know. Describe it. Describe it again. Describe it again. Describe the word. It's uh, just one by one. It's not semantics. Polarity? Um, no, not polarity, because that's opposite. It's just solely vibrational. <clears throat> that um, Harmonics? We're, we're just grasping at straws here. I'll, I'll text you afterwards. We'll, Son we'll of a we'll bitch! Do a, we'll do an audit, auditory like insert into this uh, conversation. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I'll I'll do one of these right here. He said this, and it was good. Yeah, well, let's let's talk about something else then. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I love you, buddy. One it's... of the side effects. Yeah. Okay, I love you too, man. It's great to talk to you. Yeah, it's so good to catch up. Your... Do with this conversation what you will. I love, uh, I love, uh, chatting it up. You're well, a bench, kid. Thanks, it's, brother. I love you. All right. Be well, man. Love you, too. Later. I'll tell you what. I adore No Homo. This kid. I fucking love him. He, uh, he's a guy who I was in a band with called Lord Mandrake. And we played, I think, one official show. One impromptu show. But we rehearsed a lot, and we had a deep love for each other in the friendship sense that Pythagoras taught. So if you want to hear more about that, listen to my upcoming podcast with Sam Tripoli and Tinfoil Hat. And I'm going to talk about Pythagoras and friendship. But I had that kind of deep friendship. And I still do. For this bastard. bastard. But you know, when you when you meet somebody who is uh, a compliment, you know, you know what I'm talking about. They're the people that when you're around them, you laugh extra hard. And I have you know, I've fucked up a lot of these good relationships because human beings have a habit of doing that. I'm trying to reel them back in. Hey, we had a crazy hysterical friendship. Can we uh reconnect that? Yo, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. That kind of thing. It's 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 hard to be a human being. It's fucking hard, man. One of the biggest messages I want to underline in all my podcasts is that it's normal to feel sad. It's normal to feel crazy. Why do you think I do this? I'm doing this to inspire you to feel silly and crazy and off-kilter. It's important to not get droned into some some kind of rhythm. I know that sounds antithetical to the situation, but trust me, this is the deal. Society at large will want you to get into a kind of predictable rhythm, but what is most 
beneficial to you as an individual is to embrace change. It's to embrace dynamism. It's to embrace the sine wave, the idea of the up and down so that you, you realize you have to put your body through extreme periods of hardship and then you let it relax. That's what vacations are. And then you work hard again and you relax. It's just like a wing flapping. It's no different. Hardship, relax. Hardship, relax. Everything is the same. This moment of eccentricity brought you by emotions. Fucking talented. He, that guy could do anything. I He's agree. one of those dudes. You listen to him sing. You hear him play music. You see him do stand-up comedy. Then you see him act. You're like, this fucking guy can do anything. He's just one of those dudes that can just lock in on something and he can do anything. Yo, listen, when the light is on you, when um, when the when the universe puts the light on you, there's nothing stronger than a person whose time has come. Yeah. It's all about the light, man. All, all of us get it. You may not think the homeless man on the corner, the blind and paral paralyzed guy that's begging with the cup, we all get that moment of shine. We all get it. Feelings, perform, whatever it is, we all get it. God damn. I cannot wait to hang out with the champ. Mike, let's get stoned together after your next fight, man. In case you're not caught up on Mike Tyson, he's training for a fight, and he has he has metamorphosized his physiology. If you go back and listen to that quote, just listen to his breathing. You're listening to a lion breathe. He's putting himself in the predator station in life. We can learn a lot from this, man. There's a lot to be said about pushing that button that executes the predator stage. At the very least, you should know how to do this every time you work out. Joe Rogan is probably the most popular person to talk about this, but I've heard a lot of people talk about this. How about how you, you visualize some kind of worst-case scenario? My family's in danger. What I do trail running is I pretend somebody's mortally wounded at the other end, and I have to get there. You really want to step on it, pretend it's my son. That's it. I'll run so hard my heart explodes. Now, you're not going to be much good to somebody if your heart explodes by the time you get there. So, you have to keep that in mind, but man, it's, believe me, it's pretty hard to run and explode your heart. I've tried. I, there have been times in my life where I was so, this is not a lie, I was in so much pain before I had a son. I had no obligations in this world in the sense that, like, if I disappeared, I wasn't going to screw anybody over. And I was hurting so badly that I was like, that's it. I'm going to train as hard as I can today and try to fucking explode my heart. I did that. I had some chest pains for a couple of days afterwards. I definitely may have strained my heart, or maybe I just made it stronger. Who knows? We'll know one day. But I'll never regret it. Because it felt... It felt visceral in a way that it's hard to describe. Go listen to that Mike Tyson podcast with Joe Rogan. He talks about some scary realities. I mean, he takes it to dark places. Now, we're going to transition to the music here, and I want you to know that we're going to take it to some dark places as well. I'm not going to kick you in the nuts. Believe me, I I'm... I'm I did this electronic music mix to put you in the flow state, to bring you up to the next level, and to help you hit your flow state at peak condition. 
In other words, I think if you listen to this music and you really do go exercise hard, you will find it is synchronous. It adds more than what it is by itself. What does that mean? Sometimes when you put two things together, they're greater than the sum of their parts. This is an energy math that we don't even have a vocabulary to decipher yet. We just know that sometimes on the ethereal plane, two things come together and they are much greater than the sum of their parts. So check this music out. I worked hard on it. There are three distinct acts and an overture. I start all of my electronic music mixes with an overture. That's the palate cleanser. That's the sorbet. What it does is it's supposed to remove you psychologically from the realm you spent your entire day in, most likely, and put you in the realm of extreme. Put you in the realm of pushing it. Put, put you in the realm of taking chances. I've already run to this mix a dozen times. I've set personal best to it. I believe in it. And so because it's a teaching mix, what I want you to do is just put your attention on it and try to take your attention away from your physiology while you run, preferably on a trail, preferably uphill, preferably in the mountains, in nature. And protect yourself. Watch for rattlesnakes. I run with a fucking taser now because there's a bear cruising around my property. It is what it is. But go do it because the act of the discipline in the doing is what actually matters. So. I can't wait to hear what you think. I've been getting some great feedback. And I personally have uh, connected with a few people across the country, five or six, and sat down and I put them through the running protocol. And the results were good. So remember, I'm just talking to myself. Okay, here it is. In a few days, I will post this separately so you don't have to search for it. I'll post it as the exercise mix, but we'll do it do that in a couple days i love you so much thanks for being here thanks to all my guests matthew simon pinstein and hank parker and all the quotes i didn't make a dime on this this is just maverick keeping track let it inspire you here we go listen for the place markers there's three acts when you get to that third act it's time to push it Act three. Time to push it. I love you. Maverick Matthews, pepper for your steak. Ta-da! <laughs> You're doing it already. Yeah. It's like something was telling me, you know, like this is for real. You know what I mean? Like it's like I would have these issues here and there, but it was like kind of just like something is telling me something for sure. You know, something kind of interacts with me. energy inside of us that has to go to me when, it, when, we, when our lights turn off, you know what I mean?
Um, there's definitely some sort of energy going on here, and I just want to know if it's, uh, uh, you know, just not trying to make me leave or something. Um, I want to kind of get it under wraps and, like, be cool with it, you know, like if it's, it's going to be real on here. Overture.
let me be the first to congratulate you. Hopefully this timing on the music ended right as you're coming into the home stretch. It's always nice to finish with silence. So I'm going to be quiet again. But good job. I like to put something in here at the end so people feel like they get a little tidbit, a little morsel. And here it is. I love you. Thank you for listening.